Welcome to Standout Life, a podcast dedicated to living boldly amongst the busyness. My name's Ali Hill, and as a psychologist, it's been my profession to connect with people's stories. And when you think about it, it's the conversations that we have with ourselves and with others that truly shape us. It's through exploring these stories that we start to find a pathway around the magnificent and the remarkable question. So what does it actually take to live a standout life? Throughout this podcast, I sit down with influential women and a few good men and we chat about how they live a life of purpose while still making progress. We dig into their stories, both the successes and the struggles, and in doing so, we get some amazing insights into what it takes to live big and ultimately how they've found the wins in this crazy, busy world. So let's dive deep into what it takes to live a standout life. I'm so excited to bring you this episode where I got the chance to sit down with Emma Isaacs. Emma is a global CEO of Business Chicks. If you haven't come across Business Chicks, then I actually don't really know where you've been hanging out. You need to go to businesschicks.com. They are a networking organisation, but they do things so differently. And you'll hear why through this interview with Emma. One of the things I loved from our conversations was the discussion around fear and how really fear is actually good for us and how it can actually drive us to stand out and to step up. How we need to gather the tribe, the key people who will continue to challenge and inspire us and also how we need to learn to be able to say no so that we can get really focused on the things that matter. I love spending the time with Em. I always love cherishing connecting with her and I know that you are going to absolutely love this episode. All right, Em, welcome. Fresh off the plane from Honolulu, tanned, gorgeous, and ready to go. <laughs> How are you? I'm so well, Al. It's great to be here. Thanks awesome. for having me. Look, it's awesome to to hang out with you. I want to take you back a little bit and take you back to April 2012, um, which probably feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I'm like, what, what was where going are we on going? Yeah, back <laughs> yeah. in Brisbane Convention Centre, and I remember coming up to a Simon Sinek workshop. Oh, I remember yeah. bringing a couple of mates up there. But I want to go back, and for me, that was I really kind of, I guess, got immersed into business chicks and everything that it was about at that time. But I want to know what was that like for you at that point in time? And, and since you've had, you know, the Seth Godins and Ariane Huffingtons and Brene Browns come and grace the mm. business chicks, um, you know, stage. But what was that like having, for you personally, having someone like the calibre of Simon Sinek, the, the start with why guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been so many kind of pivotal moments and, you know, turning moments, if you like, and Simon Sinek was, was definitely one of them. I mean, it's, it's, it's very much pinched myself when I think back on who I've been able to work with and get time with and, and learn from, you know, and it's interesting for me as an entrepreneur as well. I often say that Business Chicks has been kind of like my university degree or MBA because to be around these people and spend time with them and just to be able to sit and immerse myself in their learnings, whether it is Dr. Brene Brown or Ariana Huffington or Simon yeah. Sinek, and it, it just blows my mind. I mean, I yeah. never for one second take it for granted. And, you know, it kind of, I suppose in a way I manifested it um, growing up. I'd always be reading personal biographies. I'd always be learning from people who were putting themselves out there. And so it's not a huge surprise to me that I've been able to kind of I suppose, um, you know, take take those learnings from inside the pages of those books and, and get to meet these people personally. Yeah. And, and obviously the internet's had a huge um, huge impact on the way we learn right. and, and the yeah. way we consume content. But just to be able to meet those people and, yeah, get time with them, not only from an events point of view, but um, obviously a perk of our role is to be able to travel with them and mm. build a personal relationship. So it's very, very special, very yeah. special. What have that, has there been any of those standout conversations that you've had that come to mind? Oh, millions, millions. I mean, I'm 
remember a time we toured with Gregory David Roberts. He's the author of Shantaram. I don't know if you've ever read that book. No, it's, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. It's this tome that is just will take you months and months to get through. But he yeah. led, led this and still leads this most incredible life. And he, um, the book was a bestseller. It, it remains on the bestseller list, I think. It's um, phenomenal. And we got to tour with him. And I remember picking him up from the airport in, in Sydney. And it was a rainy Sydney day. And I took him to his hotel. And we just clicked. I mean, from the minute that we met, we just clicked. And I remember sitting outside the hotel for about two hours, just in this most kind of immersive, deep, meaningful conversation about the philosophies Amazing. of life and, and just being able to pick this guy's brains. And, yeah. you know, so, so that's definitely one. I mean, there's been some amazing times. I mean, obviously, um, you know, the time I spent with Ariana Huffington, she's kindly invited me into her home a few times, um, you know, we've made the move to LA and she has a home in LA. So they've opened their arms to us. So that's been really impactful, but all of them, all of them are just, you you learn something from everyone and the learnings can come from different places. It's, it's, you often expect them from one person and then they're not there. And then you you turn the corner and this unexpected gem will just fall out of someone that you don't expect. So I think it's all about just having an open heart and open mind to. Yeah. Sometimes it's the right conversation for the right time. Absolutely. I I subscribe to that 100%. You know, what's that saying? When the student is ready, the teacher appears and some of those lessons you're not ready to learn and others you're like, yep, hit me with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a blessing. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From your perspective, what's the secret ingredient that sits behind Business Chicks? Um, I, I really think there's a magic in the art of caring deeply. I really feel that both myself and and now Olivia, who's in the CEO role for Australia and our team care deeply about women and care deeply about the state of play Mm. both here and in the world and we want to make an impact for that. So it really comes back to, you know, we just give a damn and and we really, really care and we want to shift the needle or move the dial in whatever small way we can to make life and the world a better place for the women, you know, whether it's our our daughters or the women around us. I I really feel that it's such an important time for women in leadership. I feel it's a really important time for women in general. I think we should be electing female presidents. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think women uh, bring a beautiful lot of characteristics like compassion and kindness and um, a diversity of thought to both the corporate space. So so I, I really think the magic is kind of caring deeply and it's also about having an irreverence about life and having a sense of fun and, and yeah. not taking ourselves too sec- uh, too seriously, you know. So it's, yeah. you know, you can you can really, and, and we, we do this as well, you know, you, you start to build your team and you start to get very corporate and then you think, hang, hang on a minute, and, and my role is to come in and disrupt that and say, hang on a minute, are we having fun here? If we're not having fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. How to come it. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. come back to that kind of yeah. thing of, yes, we want to make a massive impact. Yes, we want to um, yeah. really change the world and we care deeply about that. But yeah. we also want to do it in the business chicks way, which means having fun. Yeah. And it's not to be mistaken with not being professional. It's not to be mistaken with, um, you know, being pink and, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's um, just having that, that that cheekiness and that sense of adventure and, and curiosity. I think that's what makes us the play that comes with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. obviously, you know that I'm hooked. I've, I've so many of my experiences over the last couple of years have been impacted because of business chicks going to Malawi, yeah. um, going to Kingana, the people that I've met and connected with and best friends with. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it is such a an ingredient, and I think that that sense of caring is is definitely what people are coming to. Yeah. Um, do you think that's missing in society? That's what people are kind of craving. Yeah, I I I, I think so. I think the the 
irreverence and cheekiness and fun and adventures is one thing, but I think what we're actually craving more than anything is this real need for kind of connection, you know, this this need to truly feel like we belong somewhere and I think yeah. we provide a space for that, whether that's at one of our lunch events or brekkie mm. events or whether it's a health retreat or whether it's going to Malawi or Bangladesh or India yeah. and truly connecting and getting time with people. So I think that's what is really missing in the world. We live in such a connected time but to really be able to eyeball and and have meaningful conversation and really connect with people is is a missing I think and I think we provide a space for that so I think we've ticked a box there um yeah I mean and and obviously the philanthropic stuff is 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 a missing for a lot of people so we try and provide a conduit to that and you know um you've experienced that yourself with the work with the hunger project which is really um Brilliant. But yeah, I, I think it's about a sense of belonging more than anything that people are seeking and, and yeah. a sense of I want to hang out with like-minded people. I want to feel like I'm part of something. Yeah. And then it kind of escalates from there. So then I want to, you know, be part of something bigger than than just my myself and my community and what can I what impact can I play and what can I give back in the world. So that yeah. has a bit to do with it as well. But yeah. but you've really you've really drunk the business chicks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I totally <laughs> have, right. I totally whatever you're dishing it. out, I'm taking no, in. No, it and is and amazing. And it's good and, and that, you know, we have a number of members like you and obviously you're our most loyal and beautiful um members and and we appreciate appreciate it so much but I think there's just so much to be taken from those experiences and so we often say to people just immerse yourself just give things a go and and your own leadership will grow from that and and from doing things that initially scare you and um, might feel a little bit uncomfortable and and but yeah you're you're here to tell the story that it's worthwhile I think it is that push and that shove to just get out of your comfort zone and to ask those questions and have the conversations and and it's interesting it is about getting out of that comfort zone getting out of your own fear and I've heard you say that you have a really unique relationship with fear it's actually something that um, you actually kind of get along with it (laughs) probably much better (laughs) than most people and actually quite put yourself in the way of fear do you actually think fear is good for us yeah I I do I mean I haven't really intellectualized it a a whole heap but I, I really think it's it's um something that all um yeah, all humans need to propel themselves forward and 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 to really, I don't know, shape a shape a life that is more than just kind of getting up and, and going to work and going about our daily, you know, routine. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always trying to. I, I know when I'm in a rut, or I know I'm, when I'm cruising, and and I know I'm best when I've got something in my future that I'm scared of. I don't know that sounds yeah. funny, but it's um, you know, whether it be a kind of Okay, you're speaking to five thousand people in New York, and okay, I've never done that before. But I, I've just got to put my hand up and say yes, I can Give do that. Crack. And, and yeah. yeah, so of course I lose a bit of sleep and a little bit of anxiety about that. Mm. But then when I do it, I think, okay, that's great. I've I've done it. I can, yeah. you know. And it just it just helps me grow a little bit taller each time. So what are what would be you know three ways if they come to mind of overcoming that debilitating fear? Because there's one thing where fear is driving you to say yes and move you forward and that anxiety mm. and then fear on the flip side can be that it's debilitating and I actually say no. So what are ways that you've learned to, I guess, overcome that debilitating fear? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think I can come up with three ways for you. I think there's only one way to get over it and that that's just practising, you know, mm. just, just putting yourself in fear's way and, and, and saying, yep, I'm going to just, you know, we always talk about this, but just say yes and then figure it out later, you know. So it's really just about always saying yes and 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 look you've you've got to put a caveat to that because it's not about um putting yourself in complete overwhelm or or stress but you will know when there are times when when you say no due to fear you know when you say I'm not not good enough for that I'm not ready for that and I I think the whole 
I know fascination we have with readiness is is really holding people back. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you're never ready. You for don't it. know. No, no, <laughs> no. no. You know, it's you, you're never you, really um, ready for anything. Not are at you? all. Right. You have you kids, know? right? With both parents, you oh. have kids. You're not ready for that. I'm so never, I'm still ready. Still, <laughs> you just oh, figure it out yeah. as you go. You do, don't <laughs> they you? They teach you and train you. Yeah, you do. And and I think life's like that. I think you know people. Yeah, I have this fascination with oh, when when the time's right and and yeah. you know when when the stars are aligned and when I've got a bit more training when I'm a bit more intelligent when I've got a bit more money when I've got a bit more time, you know it's it, life never presents that that perfect yeah. you know, set of ingredients. Um, you just you just got to say yes and then and then just practice it. Practice saying yes over and over and yep. over and, and it's never going to be right and you and it's never going to be perfect and you know, I just think you just got to put yourself out there and, and have a go. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, and I guess the women you've come across, have you heard that excuse of, oh, I'm too busy is really the excuse of I'm scared? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful point. Um, I think we all, you know, on the, on the fact of being too busy, we all had the same amount of time, you know, same amount of hours in the day. And, you know, I love that. Instagram meme that went around, you know, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, She's doing stuff with it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's yeah. just all about, uh, yeah, I, I think you make a good point. I think people do hide behind, oh, no, I'm, I'm far too busy. And, yeah. and that prevents them from taking the leaps that they, they could well make. And, and you'll make yeah. time for anything that's important for you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting one. I, I think fear is a big you know, factor in holding a lot of women back. Yeah. And I think we've cultivated a culture. And, it's, and, and I can say this now, having immersed myself in the American culture, yeah. particularly hanging around with, um, you know, bunches of um, American businesswomen and there's just not that, there's not that kind of, I don't know, elastic band. It's just that they just put themselves out there. They're just not scared right. to have a go. Yeah. They, I don't know if it's if it starts in childhood, if, if the parents just you know, imbue this sort of sense of confidence and you can do anything, you, you can be mm. anyone you want. And and I really see that when I come back to Australia, I see the women minimising themselves and kind of watering themselves down yeah. a little bit. And, you know, we, we, we had this beautiful experience. Um, we take a bunch of Business Chicks members to Necker Island every every year and you, I hope you and Darren are going to come. It's on that. It's, yeah, on, it's on the, the list. wish list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I know you guys will make it soon. But we had um, Amy Cuddy, yeah. Uh, as one of our speakers this Amazing. year. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, doesn't get much, much better than yeah. that. And Amy gave a beautiful talk and um, one of her points was about we need to teach our, our daughters uh, to take up more space, to, you know, speak up, to expand themselves rather than yeah. this thing that we do. And I, it's an Australian thing. We contract and we, you know, we just make ourselves smaller. Yeah. And I we do it physically, don't we? we the do. whole body, yeah. our shoulders come over. We don't. We're, so, yeah, her whole posture pose, but it, it's a bigger message. Isn't it, it is. It is just about opening up and taking up more space. And I, and yeah. I really took so much from that as a mother to three girls but also as a leader to 40,000 yeah. odd people in, in Australia. They're not odd people. No. <laughs> They're beautiful people. Beautiful people. The Some ones are. that aren't there are odd. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's a, there's a massive lesson in, 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 in that for women and I think we do need to, as Australian women, um, learn to stop apologising for ourselves. And I see it all oh the time. Oh, my gosh. It's entirely crazy. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, sorry, sorry. Stop yes. apologising. Yeah, Stop. I've had this conversation three times this week with three of my staff saying, we you know, only apologise unless you've stuffed something up. Yeah. Like, otherwise, stop it. Yeah, exactly. There's just no, yeah. there's no place for it, you no. know. I mean, it's a completely separate, like you said, yeah. issue to, okay, I've made a mistake, I've effed up, I need to yeah. complain, which we all have to do. But yeah. it's just this 
feeling like we need, we're in the way all the time yeah. and you're not in the way. Mm. You need to own your space. Yes. You know, you need to, and I, I see it, we run a beautiful internship program, Business Chicks. There's always two or three younger women in the office at all times. And, you know, we, we try to include them with all our activities. So we'll have whips with the whole team coming together and they they hang back, you know, three people deep. And right. I say, so come in, come in. You you know, you, you've earned a space at, at the table, at, at this meeting. You, you need to show up for it. You yeah. know, it's not this thing of yeah. just hanging back and trying to hide. You've got to yeah. put yourself forward and, and believe that you've earned a space. Well, we, we I, and I think society, but also organisations and businesses, we lose a part of the story if we don't hear people speak up and what they say may not be correct it might not be right or it might not be but it's part of the story mm. and we, it's part of the conversation so yeah and, and, I, and I wonder where it is that we lose that because mm. you know my my three girls are seven five and three at the moment and they're still very confident and they they yeah. do fill up space and they they do I mean they don't really have many opinions but they you know they, they, there's no minimizing yet so that, that does come a point in the teenage years where we're teaching girls that they have to you know, be quiet or behave or not look stupid or, yeah. you know, so, you know, I have no experience of it yet, but it's going to be really interesting to kind of navigate those teenage years and, and yeah. for me see where the turning point is for girls and, and, and why that is because it's just... Where to call that out. Yeah, yeah exactly, because it, it, it comes out to play when you get into the corporate world and, you, or mm. you, you know, you start your own business and you see these women who used to be really, really confident yes. young girls. Yeah you know, go through something and, and learn lessons that, that mean they have to be quiet and, and not speak. And then you've got the whole thing of, you know, being called bossy if they speak up and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's such a, uh, a bias we keep to, need to keep speaking into. I yeah, think, and 100%, role 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I agree. You mentioned before about the importance of practising saying yes, just putting yourself out there um, and knowing when you're holding yourself back. Mm. Does there come a time where you also need to say no? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> when course, is course. that and when of have course. you done that? Oh, gosh. I I say no more than I say yes. I think as an entrepreneur and when you're trying to scale and grow a business, you need to be protective of your time and protective of your energy. And so I say no. Look, probably you know, 90% of the time, you know, it's, yeah. and I think this is a, a huge lesson for most most business owners, but women in general yeah. as well. So it's knowing what's important to you and knowing what you need to prioritise. So I could spend my life having coffees with people. I mean, you could too, every, yeah. everyone could. You could yes. spend your life and, you know, I've had the experience being in America now everyone wants to introduce me to their cousins, uncles, best friends, best friends yeah. neighbour, and, and that's great and I so appreciate it and I come from a place of absolute gratitude yes. for that. But there comes a time when you... Uh, and, and your business will oscillate. There'll be times when you have to be in in the business with your people, and mm. they are your number one priority. And there'll come a time when you need to be outward facing, and and that's your priority. But it's just it comes back to not people pleasing and not yeah needing to say yes to everything and really knowing what's going to make a difference in your mm. business or your life, and and being able to say no in a very polite way. Yeah, I was going to ask you like, how do you say no graciously? Yeah, what I are mean, the ways to do that. You know, it gets it gets easier as you build more and more people around you, and that's not to shirk responsibility, but they're just you know, I I could not respond to the amount of emails yeah. I. I get. I mean, I, I really try to have personal relationships with as many, particularly our members. That's obviously yeah. my number one priority. But it's just not possible for me to be able to do that. And 
have my family and have a growing business. Yeah, so, and sleep at night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's actually being truthful about it, so not making excuses, you know, if, if yes. someone were to ask me for a coffee and, I, and there's really, you know, no direct or immediate need for that, you know, I, I would say I would love to do that and I wish I had the luxury of time, but I just don't at the moment mm. to be having coffees with people and I hope that I can in the future, but right now my focus is on X, Y, Z and just being really, really clear about that and yep. you can't feel bad about that if my focus is on whatever it is you know um you know my focus is growing the u.s business at the moment so yep. i have to have a razor-like focus with that i can't yeah. be distracted with 20 coffees a week yeah you, know? you end up resenting those yeah I think, if you and, do. and you don't look forward to it yeah. and then and then the person you're meeting with doesn't doesn't you know can, can sense that you know what am i great mentors um I've known for many many years he's a beautiful man out of Melbourne called Ryan Trainer and he has got a business he's got five or six educational brands and one of them is B school which we do a diploma of entrepreneurship through business chicks with but he um has got a great strategy as well he just I don't even he's got a name for it um but I can't I can't recount at the moment but once a month he'll have his sort of coffee day mm-hmm. and he'll just set the coffees up, you know, from seven through back to back, back to back. And then, yep. you know, he's like, he gets his EA to schedule them in. And if you make, you know, if, if the schedule allows the for it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you make yep. the cut that month, <laughs> then you're in. And if not, you know, it rolls up to the next month. And yeah, I think that's great. really, really smart to yes. be able to do that. But I think, again, it's that thing of women wanting to please everyone and do their best and, and you just become spent and mm. your energies become scattered and you lose distraction. And I think to be successful in business and, and you know, in life, you have to have a focus you know yeah. and I, I've said it in a million interviews but right now with um you know my life I've got my my focus is on my business and my focus is on my family and you know really hardly anything That's else it. gets a look in yeah. you know and it means saying no to a crap ton of stuff you know I get invited yeah. to the best events and you know great opportunities huge opportunities whether it be you know TV appearances or yeah. what you know really stuff that dreams are made of you yeah. know I might be going to a gala ball and York, whatever it is, and I just have to say no because my focus at the moment is with my family and on my business. Yeah. So, so I think it's just getting back to what's important to you and and where your values are, and 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 not being scared. I mean, it's you know, it's your life. You've got to live it the way you know yeah. you want to. So. Having that clarity of values and knowing exactly where yeah. you want to go. How beautiful is M, right? But. Before we go on with Emma's conversation, I want to let you know who I'm sitting down with next week. The smile of Australian swimming, Libby Trigger. She was honest, she was real and she was warm. That's my most disappointing race right. of my career. Yeah, that was the, that the most, yeah, the most gutted I've ever felt. Yeah. And I had 15 minutes to kind of refocus and uh, get myself ready for the 4x1 medley relay. So what do you do? Like, what do you do with that 15 minutes? Well, I was really lucky that I had great teammates. So I walked into the marshalling area and said, I'm going to really need your help and um, you know, Lisa and Em and uh, Jess were all wonderful. They just sort of saw me, gave me a hug and said, yep, let's just focus on the next thing. And we laughed and we giggled and um, and we were really silly in the marshalling area, which is one of our great distraction techniques. Humour is yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And uh, we all st- stepped up. But now it's back to Em. 
So obviously business chicks and you mentioned you're over in the US, you're growing, you're in a massive growth. I think you always have been in a massive growth <laughs> stage and <laughs> if you know waiting, anything I'm else, the, right? I'm waiting for the cruising. It's just not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. So how do you prioritise? Because I think what gets lost amongst that overwhelm and not saying no um, to certain things is what I hear women say is that they lose themselves in the process. So how do you not lose sight of who you are and yourself? through this rapid growth stage? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm fairly self-aware. I mean, I think I've done a lot of work in the past, you know, whether it's going to courses like Landmark Forum. I did that 100 years ago. Yeah. I, you know, okay. I, I grew up from sort of, you know, even as early as kind of 16 going to Anthony Robbins and, oh, you know, Deepak Chopra. You know, I yes. Know, who, who yeah, was kind of sort of coming. From, I, yeah. yeah, I just, um, I, I put myself in situations where I learn and extend myself and I think yeah. that's so important. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'd like to think I'm fairly self-aware and yeah. I um, do, do a lot of kind of self-reflection on, you know, am I actually happy at the moment? Is this actually working? What's not working? What needs to change? I'm, I'm constantly asking yeah. those questions and having tough conversations with myself and, and then I have people around me who can kind of be a mirror for that as well. So, yeah. you know, I've I've built a really strong, you know, group of girlfriends around me who who I have very uncomfortable conversations with from time to time, yeah. you know, um, and there's probably only three or four of those types of people. Yeah. And, you know, my husband's pretty good at, you know, being a mirror as well. And, yeah. you know, you're not well or you're not looking after yourself or you're not this yeah. or you're not that. And I'm like, okay, okay, got it, I got it. But, you know, those people are really just there to, yeah, to, to shine a light and, and just ask those questions. Yeah. And, and um, How important is it to, because I think when um, you get to that success, it's so important to gather your tribe, the people mm. around you. How important is it um, to have those people that you are so strongly connected who can tell you exactly Tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Oh, look, I, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I watch it play out with the different personalities and, and the talent that we, uh, you know, present at yes. Business Chicks and I, and I see these people and and so I've, I've been able to kind of watch, mm. you know, their relationships and how it works and I've seen a number um, of these really successful people and they, they surround themselves with people who are just, yes, 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 yes. And I've kind of made a conscious decision that I don't want, yeah. I, I don't want that for myself. Yeah. I want people who can challenge me and, yeah, yeah ha- have have really challenging and, and tough conversations with. So my relationship yeah. with our Australian CEO, Olivia Ruello, is very much like that. We are, I mean, we obviously have been together, not together, but we've been, you know, re- really close and, and worked on and off for about 13 years now. Yeah. And... You know, so we're very, very close friends, but we also are very, you know, have very, very, um, you know, animated and, you know, we I stayed with her last night um, at her home here in Sydney and we drove in this morning and had a very, you know, right. <laughs> whole yeah. day for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um challenging it's yeah. challenging and then right. and then you know we pulled the, the car up and she's like oh yeah you know you're right about that and I'm like oh yeah damn you're right about that and yes I I think it's it's really important I, th- I think if yeah. you really do want to grow as a human and you really do value learning then you have to find people who are going to you know give an opinion and and yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. shine, just shine a light for where, where what, what you're missing, what, what you can't see, what your blind sights are. Yeah. You know? yeah, and have the courage to call that out. Have yeah. you ever had to 
for want of another word, let people go. And I guess what I mean by that is I've certainly seen where people have stepped into success or, you know, really put themselves out there, started to say yes. The friends that they had before when they were saying no Mm. um, can be the ones that pull them back again. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yes, from a from a point of view of um, obviously I had to let people go in, in my business, which is never, ever easy and any person will tell mm. you that's a very challenging time and it's really stressful for me as well yeah. because my relationships are really important to me. Nice. And yeah. Yeah, so of course. Um, but yeah, from a, from a personal point of view, I mean, it's, I've, I'm a little bit of an anomaly in that I've never really worked for anyone else. I had my first business when I was 18, so I've always kind of been an entrepreneur and one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is that you get to choose who you surround yourself with. Right, it's not like stepping into level nineteen of some corporate and there's yeah. a team voila and try and fit in with them yeah. and and you've you've got the world. So I, I think I for some reason chose that. I, I I knew that I wanted to spend my life around people that I wanted to hang out with. So so that's been very much a huge bonus for the career path that I've I've taken. Um, and and one of the byproducts of that was that I all my friends are kind of similar and they're right, they run companies and yeah, yeah. so you know it's and of course I've got many childhood friends and and they mm. probably roll their eyes and you know put up with me and my my ways yeah. and and we find commonality but it's you know I definitely gravitate toward people who are um putting themselves out there living large lives yeah you know they've got their you know, house on the line or, or whatever it is. So, yeah, from that point of view, I'm I'm pretty good at finding like-minded people and, yeah. Yeah, yeah being challenged and inspired yeah. by them yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things Brene Brown in her latest research talks about the importance of asking for help and just how that actually, particularly in a work environment but even in a relationship kind of connections, that when we ask for help that's where trust is built because we can trust each other in that space. Why do business women hold themselves back in asking for help? Because mm. I've seen, I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it just it really just spirals back from Renee's original work on vulnerability, right? It's, mm. it's that we see being vulnerable as a weakness rather than a strength. And, of course, that's all back to front and, of course, we have to work around that. I mean, look, I, I struggle with this. I, I really struggle with this and it gets harder and harder and harder as your career grows or your business grows because, yeah. you know, you do... I think, oh, I should have this stuff figured out now. Totally, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Who am I to be asking this, for help? Yeah, I've been yeah. at this for so long. I should have yeah. this stuff figured out. And and I've put myself in a situation where I've always been of service to others and that's just been a value from my childhood. Oh, and it's so much easier to help other people, oh, isn't yeah, it, than, yeah, yeah. than to ask for help. Yeah, so I think you're asking the wrong person there because I really need to, uh, you know, I need, I need to... Um, I need to learn this lesson and, yeah. I, and I absolutely get that when you ask someone for help, it opens up. It's actually a gift. Like if you would, I, I love if you ask for me for my help, that, yeah. that is a gift to me. You know, yes. I, I never would go, oh, that's annoying. I would be like, great, yes, I can help what you can I do? What can I yeah. do? Well, I, I love it. So yes. I'm sure if that, you know, the tables are reversed, you would also appreciate. So yeah. I, I, intellectually, I completely understand yeah. it. So what gets in the way for you? Like what, where does that I think sometimes, come from? sometimes I don't know what to ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the right questions. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, we can sit here and say, okay, and you should ask for more help. I, I don't really know what, what that, what that, that means. looks like. Yeah. What yeah. that looks like for me. Um, but you know, after this chat, I'm going to, I'm going to practice it more. I, I, I think, 
you know, I obviously have been a massive Brene fan for, for many years now and I, I love the work on vulnerability and I, I would yeah. hope to think that I, I feel like my whole life is kind of helping my leaders be more vulnerable and, and I'm always the first person to put up my hand and say, I don't know what you're talking about and yes. can you, you know, explain that more? So in, in that regard, you know, I, I think I'm, you know, a fair way down the leadership path. But yeah. Yeah, the asking for help thing is still um, something that doesn't come naturally and I've, I've got to work on because it's it's ridiculous, right, because yeah. the irony is I'm always saying to women, you know, come to ask us for help. help. Ask <laughs> for help. But I think that's powerful, a message to hear too is go, look, and me too. Yeah. I know that it's hard and we've still got to keep calling each other yeah, out and to I, ask and for I, help. And I think what happens is well, we actually do ourselves a disservice. I mean, I look at because Business Chicks has become, um, you know, I mean, by, the, by way of, the size of the organisation has become quite big and I think people look at us and think, oh, they've got it all sorted, they don't need any help. And yeah. and then I find myself thinking, hang on a minute, I, I do need your help. I, I need you to come to that or I need you yeah. to support this or yeah. whatever. And If only you could mind read. And yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. Uh, <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's that mirror to go. When you start to get that feeling, maybe I could ask for help here. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yep. step into that space. Mm. Um, look, it's been just an absolute delight hanging out and chatting and and I think going deep getting into some conversations (laughs) I want to finish off the podcast uh obviously this podcast series is called standout life what does that mean to you to live a standout life oh gosh where do you start I I think it's really about you know doing the stuff that truly scares you doing the stuff that you know when you really have those tough conversations with yourself and and ask yourself what you really want to get out of life and who you really want to show up as as a person you know it's about actualizing that it's about taking the leaps taking the risks giving it a go I think we have a culture in Australia where we're completely scared of failing and of being seen to fail and it's something that I'm taking from the US they just fail over and over and over and there's actually no cultural norm that says that that's not cool you know in Australia you know there's a norm that we have to have it all together and we have to social suicide yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so I would like to think leading a standout life would be coming to terms with having a go and failing and being okay with that beautiful thanks so much Em thanks for having me thank you yay If you've enjoyed today's episode, then there's every chance that you might also enjoy reading a copy of my book called Stand Out, a real world guide to get clear, find purpose and become the boss of busy. Stand Out is available in all good bookstores as of October 2016. You can grab a copy by heading to my website, www.alisonhill.com.au. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd love it if you could take a few moments, pop over to iTunes and give this podcast a quick rating so that we can continue to share these conversations with people around the world. As always, I'm Ali Hill and this is Standout Life.